Broadcasting live from our satellite studio in Metro Washington, D.C., it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back for another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Payton here with you, your host today. We are broadcasting live from Washington, D.C. Satellite Studio, setting up in a Regis, not a permanent place for us, but one we look forward to visiting to uh, more as we go around the country and visit with folks that are working with training pros. I've got our producer and engineer, Ryan McPherson, here with us. But uh, perhaps most importantly, this afternoon, we have with us in this segment a gentleman from the LND profession. He's also president-elect with ATD. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Mr. Adam Yazneski. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Well, we are delighted to have you. Uh, First question right out of the box, president-elect. Well, uh, what were you thinking, man? Don't you have enough on your plate? <laughs> no, you know, I'm doing all this stuff at work. I got all this happening at home. And I think I will be the president-elect of, you know, what is arguably a very uh, marvelous organization. But they got a lot going on over there. We do. Um, I have to admit, when uh, our current president, John Fitzpatrick, approached me about taking the role, I was like, me? Seriously? What can I bring to this role? And, you know, it was uh, one of those soul-searching moments. And uh, I thought to myself, this is a great opportunity to to demonstrate the leadership competencies that I've kind of developed over the years and put them into action. And uh, as a learning and development professionalist, I couldn't think of a better opportunity. But uh, the self-doubt was there and the craziness was there because I'm <laughs> usually on the road, much like you guys, probably a lot. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? So the verdict is still out because it's elect. It's not quite president yet. So there's this whole prep period, a, a year, six months, whatever, where you're you're the elect, and then you have the post, and then what? You turn around and help the next sucker. Is that <laughs> is, that, is that the process? If I got that right? Yeah, absolutely, Storm. We we help the next sucker, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, we we use this kind of three year process. Like uh, you know, you, you okay. elect, and then you have president. Your year's president, and then you have past president. So you're kind of helping uh, mentor, uh, lead, and then help at the back end. So, yeah, you're sucked in for three years. <laughs> but apparently you've been very involved for some time now, or, or you would not have even been tapped. So you've really invested time, energy into this uh, group of people in this association for some time now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, the role that I held at the prior to becoming president-elect was uh, director of strategic partnerships, which was like an outreach position, uh, talking to local colleges, universities, businesses, trying to get them uh, ingrained in, in ATD. And we brought on Towson University and some others um, as partners for our group. And, and so, yeah, I've been involved for a while. And, and that's also helped because we got a great board. And when you got great people around you, who can kind of step up and bolster and do things that you can't, it makes it a lot easier. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty cool process. Well, and I would think it would put you in a fantastic position to just to see and hear touch, taste and feel all the new stuff that's happening, the new trends and learning and development and all of these, uh, associated areas of, of your domain. What, what do you, what are you seeing? 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, not with just uh, with ATD, but I, I also work with a, a very large insurance company downtown Baltimore where I'm director of training. And one of the things that we've seen, that the two trends that I'm most proud of is the engagement with e-learning. You know, we've built a complete online university type setup um, that we can go out and train our clients. They can utilize it. And it's about 50% of what we do. So, train your clients. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. distinction. So you're focusing on the on the clients. Absolutely. In, yeah. in this regard. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I nope. just, I just caught me off guard there a little bit yeah that's okay so i mean you kind of mirror the two of them together in the sense that you know as a as a member of atd um, i'm helping develop and lead other trainers and then in my day job i'm yeah, kind of right, going right. out and training clients and folks to be better at their jobs um so it's really kind of a, a, a neat marriage i guess all right so e-learning is mm -hmm. something that you mentioned is the learning getting shorter and more compact and and uh, more sort of on demand, like so much of the um, media and information we're gathering in, the, in our other parts of our lives. Yep. Yeah. The, the days of, you know, having a two hour class or a three hour class, the attention span shorter, the, you kind of give it in bits and bites now. Um, because... Finally, school for stone. You know, <laughs> I, I, if they would have had this, you know, some, okay, 40, 50 years ago, I'm telling on myself, you know, I might have gotten a real job at some point. I don't know. You're pretty good at this one. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it is bits and bites. It's, you know, 10, 12 minutes worth of instruction. It's, it's real targeted. Um, you know, as an exit, we were, we were chatting. I used to be a high school teacher. And oh, yeah. um, so I look at it now as the, the term that that's real hot in the market is called flip the classroom. And that's what we've done. We flipped the classroom. You know, people can go online now and learn the theory and the, and, and all of the back end stuff. Right. <clears throat> but what they need help with is the actual skill practice. And so as, as, as a trainer within my team now, we focus really, when we're in front of a group of people, it's all skill work. It's not, you know, what was taught on, you know, this day in 1875, because I can learn that on my own, right? Teach me how to do my right. job, be better at it so that I can perform, you know, better. All right. So, but when you say flip, you're not suggesting that you throw out the baby with the bathwater, mm -hmm. as they say down my way, <laughs> you're still... Tremendous value in that teacher student uh, Absolutely. exchange. Like like you and I, we're we're hanging out to each other, we're talking to each other, we're seeing each other eye to eye. There's some value to seeing to that. So I think there's more value in, in the collaboration and the in the dialogue that you have with a right. student or a learner. Like I said, when when they're doing it on their own and they're reading about it, you know, you, you don't have to worry about so much what's going on with them at that time. They come to your classroom with questions that they've learned on their own, and then you get this back and forth dialogue like we're having. Right. That produces a much more robust and richer experience, which helps them perform better. So there are so many ways to link the two, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's much better than the old uh, homework model, I exactly. guess I, I would think. And, and think about it. I mean, I don't know about you, Stone, but I don't, I don't want to learn that way. <laughs> you know, I want to I get in the room. I want to get to it. I want to get at it. I want to I be better at what I do, and uh, I want somebody who can help me do that. So are companies, individuals, groups, are they starting to measure success differently and use different tools and define success differently in, in your experience? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I can, I can speak to my team and my company. We, we're actually, it's pretty easy for us. We can measure sales increases, customer experience, pretty tangible things, but I think it really boils down to the industry. Um, and so what I say to my team is we, you have to have a 100% crystalline understanding of what are you trying to train to and what are you trying to accomplish. Um, without that, it's real hard to measure the results. So, but for us, 
within my industry, we can say we trained and we saw an increase in production. It's pretty easy. Pretty straight line. Uh, pretty straight line. Absolutely. <laughs> so your backstory, I got to hear more about this transition from working in a, uh, well, you didn't say public education, but certainly you know, an education environment and then uh, moving to more of the private sector. Uh, what was what was that like and what was the impetus? <sighs> Really interesting question. That wasn't one I was prepared for, but uh, really good. The transition was was challenging because when I started interviewing with private industry, one of the questions I always heard in those interviews, whether it was one-on-one, panel interview, was, how are you going to keep a room full of adults engaged? And I kept uh. thinking... I had a room full of 35, 18-year-olds. Man, if I can do that. If I can do that, I'm <laughs> right? sure I can keep a group of adults engaged. And, you know, you couldn't answer it that way because then oh, you kind of come right. across arrogant. But right. in the back of my mind, that's kind of I'm like, seriously? Um, so the transition was uh, pretty interesting. I went from uh, classroom teacher to corporate trainer teaching uh, loan origination. So uh-huh. uh, it was uh, is about as far a stretch as you could get. But uh, here I am nearly 15 years later, and, and I love it. And you're loving it. And and it is different, but i, I got to say in the same breath, I suspect there are a great many parallels. I mean, you're still uh, exchanging information. You're still trying to exchange information in such a way that it enriches the individual's life and the, and the, and the corporate body's uh, life. So I, I bet you there are a lot of parallels, too, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And you used a really interesting word there that I liked, and that was enrich. You know, to a trainer, um, and that's kind of what I'll refer to myself as a corporate trainer. My sole job mission is to help somebody else do something or get better at what they do. And so enrich is a great way to describe in front of a group or a virtual classroom or on the phone. It is about helping that other person become better. And that's a wonderful feeling at the end of the day when you know you've played a role in, in that person's development. Now, do you find yourself uh, either in your corporate life actively involved in recruiting other people into the profession, or do you find yourself, you know, through your, the, your responsibilities at uh, at ATD, talking with people a lot about uh, things they can do to be to continue to position themselves and grow in the profession? You- yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we think of it's like almost like stewardship. You know, you're a steward of your craft, and, and you're right. always trying to look for somebody to, to come on in. And, you know, within ATD, John and I were just talking at lunch about, you know, succession planning and who we're going to add to the board and who, who's going to help carry that mission forward. And, you know, within within my day job, um, I belong to another group called SITE, which is the Society for Insurance Trainers and Educators, and sit on the board of directors with that group as well. And that's just to my industry. And we go through those same things. Like, how are we going to get more competent, qualified people to carry this tour? forward yeah um, and so yeah it's it's interesting so I used to always ask uh, people like you what's on your nightstand and I still mean that figuratively although I recognize it might not be on your nightstand anymore the, the books uh, you may be reading that you're really finding or influencing your thinking might be on your phone it might be on your watch <laughs> you know but I'm gonna ask you, what's on your nightstand what are you finding compelling information or reading these days um, I, I spend a lot of time on planes, so I do read a lot, and I'm old school. I don't like the e-readers. I don't like it on my tablet. Oh, I wow. like to be able to flip the pages and star and underlight <laughs> and highlight. And Well, there you go. Um, I'd say some influential works, uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team um, by Patrick Lencioni. Uh, phenomenal. I, I, the team that I lead, that is like volume number one. If you want to know how I am as a leader or a manager, read this book. Uh-huh. Um, and I, the one that I most recently just finished uh, is Magic. 
um, and it's an acronym, and it's all about employee engagement and employee uh, development, two hot trends in corporate training and corporate America in, in general. I mean, it seems like every corporation has a survey now measuring employee engagement and how do we get more mm -hmm. out of our employees. But um, And I wish I could remember the author of that book. But I, but I, the name of it is Magic. magic. Well, yeah. we'll find out. And when we get it posted, let's include it in the, in the post, guys, when we, in, in the archives. Uh, but you just, I knew it was safe to ask that question because I just sensed that you are a life learner. You're, you're going to be reading, you're going to be talking, you're going to be going to the conference when, it, when you can pull it off logistically. You, you just seem to enjoy, uh, you know, bringing in new information, yeah? I, I think as a, as a trainer, you have to be. If, if you yeah. truly don't have a passion for learning, how do you convey that to your audience? You know, and, and I want those people that I have the opportunity to impact to know that I'm that I care as much about my craft as they do about getting better. So right. it was an interesting pickup on your part. <laughs> Is there a book in you? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Like That's under a good development. <laughs> Is there, are there one or two areas that though maybe from, from time to time you know, on the deck, you know, throwing back a beer or something, you're thinking, you know, I'm going to write that book one day. And I, you know, that that experience that happened today at work. I got to capture that because that's going to be in chapter six, you know, maybe one day, you know, when I kind of sit back and, and, and drink that beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I never really kind of stopped to give it a lot of thought. And uh, you've certainly maybe opened a chapter. There you go. See, I, <laughs> <laughs> chapter one, my first radio. interview. That's right. I'm a star finder, man. I discover. Them. Well, let's help the young folks out a little bit. Sure. I know you've dedicated a great deal of your career to turning around and helping them. Uh, but with specific respect, to um, new to the profession or maybe even coming from another profession you know maybe they, they you know they uh, take a page out of your playbook and come from a completely different profession and in, in, in this one what are some things that they can and should do to to help them uh, be more marketable to help them enjoy to, to help them get the most out of their their membership out of a an ATD for example anything you can offer in that regard um you know I think uh you have to look at uh, becoming almost like a jack of all trades, and I think you know if you can if you can be good at graphic design, instructional design, classroom practicing, um, you know e-learning, all of the things that are impacting our L and D profession now have a have a working sense of each of them. And then for me, on a personal level, my employer made it real easy. They support my uh, position with ATD. Uh, they p support my position with the other group that I've mentioned, the site group. Um, they encourage us to go to conferences. I mean, if it's about making yourself better, mm -hmm. they encourage it. Oh, and wow. so that's my advice, I think, to, to anyone looking to get into L&D or to become better or more proficient within L&D, and that is learn, learn, learn. Be tenacious about it um, because that's what's going to help you get better. And either join or build for yourself a culture, a company culture that's really going to su support and, and nurture all that. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so as president-elect, you've already been elected, so maybe you didn't have to run on a platform. But have you got some <laughs> cool things with specific respect to ATD over sure. the next, I think I think you said, so is your term a year? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, some um, specific projects or agenda items look you know if uh, no matter what else happens lord willing and the creek don't rise we're going to get this done at you know our atd so, ooh, uh, wow hot seat um <laughs> yeah, two two-fold question or two-fold answer i think uh, first would be sustainability as a chapter uh -huh. how do we sustain um and second how do we grow um, because they're two separate things, right? You can pursue a, a, a path that's all about growth and you may add lots of members and lots of things, but it's not sustainable. 
and you can choose a path to be just sustainable and not be focused on growth, <laughs> right. and then where are you? So John Fitzpatrick, who's going to be on a little bit later, as president, he and I have really kind of, and with the help of our board, I want to stress that, you know, we've set out on this path to kind of take that sustainability and growth concept and, you know, weave them together so that, you know, if we were lucky enough to do an interview like this five years from now, we can reflect back and say, yeah, the, the chapter's still growing, it's still moving forward, and, and, and we can put our finger and pulse on playing a part in that role. We weren't responsible for it. We played a part because we had great people around us. Well, I cannot imagine them tapping anyone better for the job. This has been a marvelous conversation. Oh, thank you. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I would like to leave our listeners with a way to learn more about ATD, sure. maybe uh, reach out to you or someone on your team, however you handle that and whatever is appropriate. But I'd like them to, to be able to to be able to reach out and and learn more. So what's a, a website address or a LinkedIn or sure. something? Um, uh, we have a Maryland ATD page on LinkedIn. We have a Maryland ATD uh, website, which is uh, undergoing some changes right now, um, being rebranded. You can always reach out to Adam Yasneski. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, be happy to chat with anybody uh, about the challenges that they face or in connection to ATD or anything like that. So um, those would probably be the, the top three that I can think of. Marvelous. Well, Adam Yasneski, president-elect with ATD. Uh, this has been fantastic, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. We will be back in a few from Training Pros DC. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.